Good evening, everyone. Happy Monday night, and welcome to Prospects After Dark on Monday, April 30th, uh, 2018. We have a lot to get into, don't we? GM Gersh, Ryan Schul, hello, all the regulars. Uh, we love you. It's nice to see you. Uh, I don't know if he's in here yet, but the, what I would like to say first and foremost as we do our happy birthday greetings, happy birthday to the official picture maker fella guy of Prospects After Dark, Holy Schilt. A happy birthday to the one and only Holy Schilt, who I love and adore with all of my being. Uh, we have a ton to talk about, as you guys know. Uh, we, have, we have Austin Gomber. Uh, making his Major League debut in the near future. We have uh, a Jack Flaherty start that I thought went particularly well. Uh, Cloud Kareem says, what up, Kyle? What up, Cloud? How are you, sir? Welcome again to our little extravaganza. Uh, Graham wants to know about Juan Herrera. Grant's always, Graham is all, Grant is always topical. Grant always has some, uh, some great questions he wants to ask. Uh, so again, we have a Cardinal slide skid. Uh, things aren't really going well right now for the Cardinals. Uh, give the love and retweet this shit. Look at Holy Shield, he's all over it. But again, Holy Shield, happy birthday. Uh, thank you for photoshopping all the pictures. Uh, also a big shout out to the one and only Todd Thiessen. Uh Todd gets a lot of credit because Todd has been hitting up 101 ESPN trying to get me on with them, which to me is the funniest thing on earth. Uh, I'm more of a morning after kind of guy. Uh, but keep that up. I mean, I'm not going to tell you to keep it up. You do you. Uh, uh, Mark, uh, Mark Happel says, uh, hello, hello. Um, keep that up because that's hilarious to me. I would love to be on that show just because I think that I would throw them off their game because of how crazy I am. Uh, yeah, so uh, somebody just said after Sunday night. Let's think of, yeah, Stu Styles. Uh, what's up, Stu? How are you? Um, first off, I'm, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Let's focus on the booze. Tonight, the bourbon is Rebel Yell. It was cheap. I had a quick run that I had to make between Little League practice and this, so we're drinking Rebel Yell. The reason I want Rebel Yell is we have a, uh, a cherry stout by Bell's. It's aged in whiskey barrels, uh, so we're doubling up tonight. We're going to pour ourselves a drink in the glass here. Ooh, look at this color. Holy cow, I didn't expect that from the cherry porter. Uh, there you go. Man. Yeah. Have you had Japanese whiskey? Oh, Ben Saruti. Yeah, so Ben, I don't remember exactly which brand it was, but I have had Japanese whiskey. I like it a lot. I'm one of the purists. I try my hardest to drink bourbon uh, almost religiously, which if you're drinking anything religiously, you're an alcoholic, by the way. Uh, just a little note for you. <laughs> Holy Shield says, breaking. Uh, uh, Luis Robert to make his debut. That'd be incredible. So, actually, Luis Robert is hurt right now. Luis Robert won't make his debut in the, uh, the his 2018 debut in the White Sox organization until mid-May. Uh, but I gotta tell you, I would really like them for them to call up Eloy Jimenez and Michael Kopech. Both of those guys could do a tremendous, be a tremendous upgrade for the White Sox. And the fact that the Cardinals won't get to see him, the St. Louis faithful won't get to see Kopech and Eloy Jimenez, uh, two major leaguers right now, it, it's heartbreaking. Uh, where's the bot B beanie? Ugh, you know, it's in my room. Hold on, I'll go get it. Sit right there. Ugh, ugh. Oh, God, I'm coming. Sorry. Hi. Hi, I'm Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. Hey, all right, there's my head. Hello, everyone. Say hello to my head. It's nice to see you. I'll put the bot B beanie on. There we go. Uh, I'm wearing a purple shirt today. I'm going to try to wear more purple shirts for this extravaganza, this complete nonsense of a, of a television show. Or whatever the hell this is. Uh, we have Cardinals versus Memphis on right now. Memphis is winning 8-5. to five. 
Uh, as Minmo Cardinal says, hello, Avocado. Hello, Minmo. It's nice to see you. Uh, what do we want to talk about? I, right now, I'm just rambling. I'm talking about booze. I'm talking about bourbon. Uh, ben Cerruti had a bunch of questions about some, uh, some draft-eligible prospects. Um, oh, uh, Squirt Wagner says Prendergast. Now, what Squirt Wagner is talking about is Zach Prendergast, who is a Seton Hall... A non-drafted free agent in 2017 that the Cardinals signed out of Seton Hall, rather, who had a really, really great start in his first start, but fourth appearance uh, of the 2017 or 2018 season. Uh, oh, Ryan Margold says uh, Adovino is carving up the Cubs. I like to see that. That's good stuff. Uh, but Prendergast is kind of a really interesting guy. His curveball gets better as the game gets on. Uh, goes on rather. He lives in the high 80s. Doesn't really top out in the and like he'll he'll get a little mid or little low 90s. Uh, but you know for the most part he's he he's an interesting organizational depth guy that if he could just get a little bit more velo he'd be fine. Uh, Cloud Kareem asked a little while ago any concerns for Flaherty's velocity? Now Zach Gifford asked us that and uh, honestly I'm not concerned about it. Keep in mind that last year with Jack Flaherty, his velocity spiked, right? It it hit an all-time high. His velocity numbers are coming back to the pack where he was. Now, the question becomes, part of his success, how much of that was based on velocity and how much of it was just his raw filth? I think a lot of it had to do with his raw filth, and uh, that's why I'm not worried about it. But we got to keep an eye on it. You know, he pitched really great for five innings against Pittsburgh and then fell apart. Uh, was nibbling on the outside corner to lefties, uh, nibbling on the outside corner to righties, and that was the issue. Uh, I know a lot of people were happy when they went out and got him. He had thrown eight straight balls, put a runner on first and second, but I wanted him to stay in. I wanted him to, to fight on through that. Uh, Stu Styles, Oh, Stu Styles, our boy. Hold on. Uh, what will it take? Blah, blah, blah. Um, Helsley's promotion or demotion? So... Because uh, because Jack Flaherty, because Austin, actually, because Austin Gomber got the promotion to, uh, oh, uh, because Austin Gomber got the promotion to the major leagues, and there was a, Memphis needed to start as Jack Flaherty found his way back into the organization, or back into Memphis, uh, Ryan Helsley, Helsley got called up to Memphis, and he was lights out. He looked great. Uh, he is certainly, certainly... Uh, ready for AAA. But the problem is the Cardinals have so much pitching depth that Ryan Helsley had to go back down to AA after his start yesterday uh, because they needed a starter in AA and they have five starters at AAA. What has happened in the past, and it happened at Springfield last year, it was supposed to happen at Springfield last year, but injuries stopped it. Um, they've done a six-man rotation in the past. And even then, they don't need to go to six-man on this, situ this situation. I love Daniel Ponce de Leon, but the best chance that he has of being a major leaguer more than likely is in a relief role. So my thought is, if you have a guy who is better suited uh, for the challenges of a starting pitcher at AAA who is age appropriate, it's not an advanced or a rush promotion, uh, you got to go with him. You've got to go with him because right now what's happening uh, with, with Ryan Helsley wasting away at AA it's fun and all, and he's going to do fine. And sure, his first couple starts weren't exactly dynamic, uh, but he he should be at AAA. Uh, let's see. Uh, Forever Card says, talk about my guy, Montero. 
Uh, Elweris Montero is making noise. Montero is a third baseman in the Cardinals organization. He, uh, he's in Peoria and he's raking. He's anchoring the middle of the Peoria lineup. Uh, John Redbird asked Carpenter Babbitt, bad luck or burned by the ship. Uh, John Redbird, could, could it be both? I mean, the shift is kind of bad luck. Here's what I know is three times this weekend, maybe four times in the last week, I've seen him hit it right into the shift, and it's not helping him at all. Uh, the shift is bad luck for, for hitters who hit in that direction. Uh, you know, Zach Gifford had some great stats about Babbitt today and, uh, and Carpenter, but, uh, you know, I, there's the, the, the old thing is if a hitter isn't making the adjustment to hit to all fields, isn't it his fault that he's not adjusting to the shift? I don't know about that. I can only imagine how hard it is to make an adjustment at the major league level to try to hit the ball to left field a lot. And I hate that stupid drop bunt down the left field line. Not because it's a cheap hit. I'm fine with cheap hits. That's not a concern for me. Uh, it's just that it's not it's not in for me. Like I I want to see these guys work. You know, I, I want baseball like like baseball was. Uh, how bad does J Mart need to be a DH? That's my hot take from the weekend. You know, uh, Cards Gifts and I and some other people were talking. He is, I mean, I've been saying it since the beginning of the season. He's a terrible first baseman. Your only bet with, with J-Mart is to hide him in left field. I've said that a bunch too. He needs to hide in left field, but the Cardinals have a crowded outfield and a crowded minor league system. Uh, Carpenter needs to be a DH. Right now, Marcelo Zuna could use to be a DH. He has good range, of course. I'm, I'm impressed with Ozuna's range, but Carpenter and Ozuna have compromised arms, and it looks bad right now when they try to throw. Uh, I've rambled on long enough without sipping beer, uh, so here you go. Ah, man. Yeah, thanks to... Uh, oh, getting back to Forever Cards. Sorry, as you guys know, this thing bounces around. It's a total disaster. Uh, Forever Cards, getting back to Alvarez Montero. Montero's a big bat in the middle of the Peoria lineup. He has great mechanics. He has a hard, hefty swing. Uh, he has mechanics, as I've said this in the past, that kind of look like Albert Pujols's. He's not on the caliber prospect of Albert Pujols. Uh, he's 19 years old, signed in 2014 for 300 grand. Smooth swing. Now the third base is where it gets interesting. He's a little shaky at third base. Uh, uh, he, he's a little shaky at third base, but he also does some really great stuff at third base at the same time. It's like he's agile enough to make a good play, but slow on his first step. Uh, he has an average to above average arm. Uh, I really like Elweris. And my brother texted me today and told me that Elweris... Uh, was the helium watch on the Baseball America Prospect Hot Sheet. And I will tell you that Elweris Montero is more than helium. Uh, as Elweris Montero is a legitimate prospect. And, uh, oh, not really. Sup, not really. Uh, uh, Elweris Montero is a legitimate prospect. And to think of him as anything less uh, is a disservice. My plan is, hopefully, tomorrow night I can re-rank my Dirty 30 uh, and give you a new 30. I want to do a new 30 every month. So that I can take guys like Harrison Bader out, who's not a rookie anymore, uh, and, and provide you guys with more information. So that that's my goal. Hopefully we'll do that. I don't know too much going on right now to commit to anything like that. I apologize. Um, but, you know, anything could happen. I really do love Elweris Montero. And if you are a subscriber to MILB TV, you should definitely tune in to any Peoria game. Uh, a, because Nathan Beliva is a really, 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 really good play-by-play -play guy, especially for a minor league game. And uh, between Juan Yepes and Alvarez Montero, you're going to get your money's worth 
in Peoria. Uh, the Ryan Shul asked, Luke Weaver, reason for concern? Uh, I thought he pitched really well yesterday. Uh, it, it's kind of the same thing to me. So I watch, you watch Flaherty start, and then you watch Luke Weaver start, and they pitched aggressive for five innings, and then the sixth inning they start nibbling. Uh, oh, hey, uh, Steve Smith, my, my buddy, my, my old friend. Uh, he says, I love you, Kyle. Steve, not as much as I love you. Um, so whatever the hell I was saying. Oh, so for like five innings, they were aggressive and they, they were going after hitters. They were using their entire repertoire, as it were. Um, and then in the sixth inning, they started nibbling and it cost them, it cost them. And I, to me, that seems like an organizational philosophy. That seems like a Yachty thing. I can't really say. And we all know Yachty runs the team anyway, so it doesn't matter what I say. Um, but I'm not concerned. I just want to see these guys stay aggressive for six innings. Uh, let's see. Uh, Claude Kareem says Julio Rodriguez is raking. Yeah, Julio's been the backup catcher to Dennis Ortega, and he's hit really well. Uh, Mike O'Reilly is a potential major leaguer. What skill will get him there? What will hold him back? That's a great question from Ben Cerruti. Uh, Mike O'Reilly is a command-first pitcher. Uh, what will... I don't... If he's a major leaguer, it'll be something along the lines of Seth Manis, uh, Matt Bauman. I like to say Bauman. I know it's Bowman. Uh, it'll be something along those lines. Now, what'll get him there is his command and the fact that all three of his pitches come out from an identical spot. He throws a changeup, a slider, and a fastball. And it's from a weird angle. It's almost like a catcher. It's almost kind of like the Jason Mott, but he, he rears back a little bit more and throws it uh, a little bit more from his ear. And it'll be the mix and the, the deception that get him there. Now, he doesn't have velocity. Uh, there is home run concern there, home run let up concern. Uh, but you know, if I'm wagering, there's a, a 40% chance that he makes it to the, to the majors and we'll know more because the Texas league, technically the way that league is built, it should hammer Michael O'Reilly. And if Michael O'Reilly goes to the Texas league and handles it, isn't let up, letting up a lot of home runs, uh, then he is most certainly uh, going to skyrocket up my rankings and he does have the potential to be a major leaguer. Uh, Squirt Warner says Kisner news. Uh, no news other than he keeps hitting. He hit a monster home run on Friday. Uh, there was some gentleman who uh, hit me on Twitter about that. It, it was a monster shot, like 406, although it was further than that. I saw him hit four balls through the middle uh, this week. He's hitting like, entering today, he was hitting like four, 420 or something like that. He was hitting like 450 in his last seven games. Uh, he has a short, compact stroke. He hits the ball to all fields. He'll drive that ball up the middle. He's... He's a legitimate hitter. It's just a matter of how the power is going to manifest. And, and again, his catching has gotten, his catching is really, really good. It's just, it's going to be an opportunity thing moving on. Uh, G, G, uh, GS Animus says 420 fire. Uh, that's good stuff. Oh, our boy Daniel Shoptaw, uh asks, how's Dylan Carlson doing after his promotion? Now, I believe Dylan, Dylan is hitting like 250 with a 286 on base percentage. He's not striking out a lot. Uh, from what I understand, and I, on uh, this morning when I woke up, I reached out to a contact I made in Jupiter for Palm Beach, and I asked if there was any concern. And the, the the word on the street is that he's hammering the ball. He's still hitting the ball hard. He's not changing his approach. They're happy with it. It's just that statistically, it's not showing up yet. Uh, the organization loves him, and uh, you should too, because he is an, an incredible, incredible player. Uh, ben Saruti asks, what do you know about Andrew Shu? Sorry, Ben, I missed that. Oh, uh, uh, what is David Freeze that you compared Kisner to offensive? Uh, 
Adam Butler, our boy from the Redbird Daily, asks, was it Kisner that I compared uh, Freeze, or Freeze that I compared Kisner to? I don't know what the hell I did. Uh, yeah, so the point I was trying to make, and I don't know if Andrew Kisner will ever have like that 20-25 home run power. He might top out at 21 season as his power continues to manifest. But remember how when David Freeze was on, his swing was straight through the zone. He, when he made contact, it, didn't, it looked smooth, and he would take the ball to right field into the gap. He'd push it down the right field line when he was on, and then he'd go through like slumps where he'd strike out. Well, I think, I think the comparison with Kisner and Freeze is they both can hit to all fields. And when they're on, there's no stopping them. Now, the difference is with David Freeze, David Freeze would strike out when he wasn't on. And with Kisner... It's more kind of just weak contact. Uh, again, I believe that David Freeze always had a higher power ceiling, uh, whereas Andrew Kisner's is 15-20, which is still serviceable and really good, uh, especially for a catcher. And make no mistake, unless another opportunity arises, he's going to stay as a catcher. Uh, he He's really good. And John Mazalek talked about that at UCB Day. You know, uh, that's, that's where he's going to stay. Uh, uh, Ryan, or, uh, 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 Austin Lamb, right? Austin, Jesus, I'm so sorry, asked. Oh, we talked the other night about him currently raking, but is Lane Thomas a legitimate prospect? Uh, so let me, first off, let me apologize again, Mr. Lamb, I'm an idiot. Uh, second off, I'm still, I'm still on the fence with Lane Thomas. He's still hitting home runs, he's still hitting doubles, uh, his swing is beautiful, but I want to see what it looks like here in, uh, in a little bit, you're starting to see his game change a little bit, and uh, it's it's been really really super interesting to watch him. I love his swing though. Uh, I've been in request for drinking, so that's the beer. Here's the bourbon. Let's start there. Mm. Ugh. Graham asks, "What is the potential of Sam Tavis?" Well, Graham, since you're in the business of answering all my questions, answer it yourself. Keep asking questions. I'll send them to Kyle, as Card's gift says. Uh, how's Carson Kelly doing? Well, so here's what you're starting to see from Carson Kelly. And maybe it just so happens to coincide with uh, uh, him getting his degree. Um, but he's starting to hit. He's starting to drive the ball. He's starting to hit hard. He's doing a great job behind the plate. It looks to me... Like, Carson Kelly is starting to come around. The other night, he hit an absolute moonshot. Like, probably the furthest home run I've ever seen him hit. Um, that You know, that's promising. It, it, you know, it, it seemed also, like, at the beginning of the season, down at Memphis, he was trying to push the ball to right field a lot. It seems like he's tabled that. And there's a lot of stuff up the middle and a lot of pull now. Uh, seems like the strikeout numbers are starting to go down a little bit. I'll say this, over the last week, I've been really impressed with what I've seen out of Carson Kelly. Now, the other thing about Carson Kelly is he hasn't played as much as he did early in the year. Steve Barron has been playing a little bit more. As a matter of fact, Steve Barron caught Ryan Helsley's gem on Sunday and Austin Gomber's gem on Monday. Uh, uh, and that, that's really interesting. I, I was really impressed defensively with Steven Barron. He's a terrible hitter. But what's the plan with Hicks? Seems like everyone has done their homework on him now. Uh, the plan with Hicks... So Jordan's great. We all know Jordan's great. We all know his stuff is legitimate. But this is what we might be seeing now is uh, the effects. Uh, what we we might be seeing now are the effects again of the league getting used to him. But it shows you that in the major leagues, if somebody's throwing 100 miles an hour, it's not enough, even with the nasty movement that Hicks has. 
one of the dangers in calling Jordan Hicks up early was that his changeup wasn't fully developed, uh, that his command of his fastball, the command of his, his slider wasn't there. And what I think we're seeing is I think we're seeing a young man who's being used different than how he's ever been used. And I think we're seeing him drop off just a little bit because of it. Now, that doesn't take away from the fact that Jordan Hicks is still a viable option in the bullpen. It doesn't take away from the fact that Jordan Hicks is still a man among boys. Uh, it just goes to show you again the danger of calling up a prospect who isn't fully developed. Uh, if you if you call up a guy who isn't fully developed, there's a better chance that he's going to have a deep valley. And if this is Jordan Hicks' deep valley, then the Cardinals are in great shape and Jordan Hicks is in great shape. It's just right now what he could really use is command uh, uh, of the cur- or of his uh, command of his his breaking pitch and his sinker, and he could also really use a, a developed changeup. Uh, what does Hicks, uh, where does Hicks go and what is his role if he gets demoted? I would almost guarantee that if Jordan Hicks gets demoted, which I don't see happening, uh, at least not in like the next week or so, um, you know, if he struggles a little bit, but if he gets demoted, I would almost, uh, oh, uh, hi Tara, by the way, uh, if he gets demoted, he's going to get stretched back out. That's the best thing for the long-term future, his long-term future, and the best thing for the long-term future of the organization. They need to get innings on that arm so they can decide how they want to use him next year. If they send him down to the minors and they only use him out of the bullpen, they're wasting his future. Uh, They're wasting the potential of his future. So I think he stays with the big club. I think the only thing that changes that is another bad outing or two in a row where he looks overmatched or overwhelmed. You don't really have to worry about that, though, because he doesn't really get overwhelmed, right? That's kind of the thing about him. Uh, any idea whether Alex Reyes is throwing in full effort yet? Any word on velocity? Alex Reyes is 100% throwing in full effort. The velocity last I heard about two and a half weeks ago was right around 97 at the top out point. Uh, he will be going on a rehab assignment here in probably the next two weeks, I would think. T- uh, two weeks to ten days. And uh, it all systems are a go. Uh, or a go. All systems are a go. God, I'm such an asshole. Ah, um, uh, I would imagine in two weeks you'll see him probably down in Palm Beach getting a first start. And uh, every everything looks ready to go. Kisner's timetable probably makes more sense for the Cardinals at this point over Kelly. So that's fun, right? The timetable question is a lot of fun. Because technically Andrew Kisner should be at Memphis right now. And they should be they should be on the same level. There isn't that much of a delineation between the two. There isn't that much of a, of a difference between Carson Kelly and Andrew Kisner. So to say a timetable, well, technically at this point, even though Kisner is one level below Carson Kelly, I would say that they're on the same timetable. If you're talking about like the timetable for to replace Yadier Molina, I mean, you're talking about Ivan Herrera, who is at the short season clubs. That that's the timetable we're on. This is we're we still have. Two years and five months of Yadier Molina after this, neither of those guys are on the timetable. You've got to dig extra deep for that. Uh, I I saw somebody say trade Kelly or trade Kisner. Uh, Somebody just said trade both. Uh, I wouldn't do that. As a matter of fact, I would would hold on for dear life for for Andrew Kisner. Uh, That hit tool is legitimate. And uh, it's it's good, hard contact most of the time. One thing Mo said during UCB weekend is that uh, with Kisner, because his bat plays so well, there is always a chance that he could play a different position to make his Major League debut if push came to shove. 
Uh, and what we saw down in spring training was we saw Andrew Kisner taking a lot of reps at first base. This, this organization views Andrew Kisner as a major leaguer in the near future. Will Reyes be in rotation or bullpen? Is he a starter who... If he is a starter, who do you think is out? I don't know the second part of that question. What I will say is I, uh, I absolutely want um, Alex Reyes as a starter. I want him to build up those innings. Got to build up those innings. Uh, but if the bullpen is struggling, which it shouldn't because now they've invested money into it and they have, they have hicks in there and it's struggling right now, but we get a day off and I think that they just need to reset a little bit. Um, and also they need to use Bud, just use Bud Norris as the closer until he's, str- until he can't do it anymore and then put Holland in or whoever. Um, but, I wouldn't use him in the bullpen. You've got enough money. You have enough arms invested into that section. Write him out. Let him be a starter. And even if he has to stay at Memphis for a little bit, because he's going to have control issues. There will be control issues. So you had him before Tommy John. Tommy John isn't going to make those control issues go away magically. Um, if, if you have to keep him down there till August, and you keep him down there till August, but get those innings built up. Whatever happened to that Rosenthal dude? Uh, that's a great question, Jordan. Uh, you know, there was that, that rumor that he signed with the team and then, uh, 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 his agent, uh, completely, completely blew that up. And that was a lot of fun to watch. My guess is he's throwing a little bit, probably on flat ground and, uh, and getting loose, but a year, you know, 10 months away from making a major league impact. Somebody asked, how is Tuvalala doing? Uh, Tui, Tui, Tui. Tui was hitting 93 in his rehab outing the other night. Uh, he was fine. He looked like Tui, you know? He looked like the slow-throwing version of Sam Tua of Lala. It didn't look impressive. It wasn't like Kevin Segrist when Kevin Segrist went down. And, uh, 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 it, it wasn't like Kevin Segrist last year when Kevin Segrist went down and then all of a sudden his velo kicked up. Uh, this is something different. Seriously, do we look at Rosenthal as an option if he looks right next year? I would. Why not? Can we trade DeYoung to the Dodgers? Sure, why not? Uh, Tui be gone. I think you're right. We'll see what happens. Tui can't live in 93, can he? No, Ben, I don't believe so. Um, you know, his his sweeping curve and his slider just aren't there for it. Uh, maybe he gets lucky for a little bit and buys the Cardinals time to make some decisions. But... You know, I have my doubts about Sam Tovalala. I'm polling for him, though. I love the transition he's made from, uh, you know, being a shortstop in the organization to making major league appearances. Uh, you know, I, the Cardinals have a lot of relief pitching options. That is that is absolutely for sure. Sheriff and Cecil close to being back a week or so. Ryan Sheriff looked great the other day in his rehab. That might have been last night or the night before. Uh, Brett Cecil is still a little ways away. When Mozeliak was talking about it over the weekend during one of the games, he uh, he made it sound like they're almost going to give Brett Cecil another minor league rehab before, like a full rehab, almost like a spring training, uh, before he gets brought back up to the majors. I think they're going to take it as easy with Brett Cecil as possible. Uh, the other thing that was brought up in the interview with Jimmy the Cat Hayes and Mo. Uh, was that Cecil apparently felt a twinge on opening night. Uh, that's when he first started feeling arm, his arm mess up. So, I mean, that's a bad sign, right? That's a super bad sign. I don't know. Hey, drink. Oh, uh, to Holy Schilt. Happy birthday, Holy Schilt. By the way, I love that Mike Schilt. I made a joke about Mike Schilt like I like to do because I think it's funny. 
uh, you know, melting like human candle wax. I said something about it looking like a 90s infomercial dancer in an exercise video, an exercise VHS tape. And some woman came at me and was like, uh, I say Julia Bour Bourbon or Bourbon, and like said, you know his mother reads this stuff. And I thought, yeah, is it funny? Does she find it funny? Hey, Kyle, uh, finished my first year of college today. Time to party. Congratulations, Mr. Wildcats. Happy for you. Happy for you. Uh, get drunk. Get yourself a designated driver and uh, get crunk, boo. Uh, let's see. Shortstops in the organization are you most excited about? <sighs> you know, so here's the thing. The, the, easy, the easy, obvious answer is Delvin Perez. But what we've decided to do is we're going to ignore Delvin Perez's existence until he makes his 2018 debut, and we're going to look at it as if it's his first game in the organization. Uh, I love Tommy Edmond. I think Tommy Edmond is kind of like a complete package. I love the way he takes in a bat at the top of the lineup. It's awesome to see him performing at Springfield uh, because he struggled so mightily there yet. I, I'll tell you what, from a defensive standpoint, Edwin Figuera for uh, uh, that Peoria team is as smooth of a defender as you're going to find. Tommy Edmond is a kick below. Uh, you, you know, they don't really have a whole lot of prospects. I guess if you want to, Gyro Munoz is still a prospect. I'm excited to see him. I got to tell you, that dude takes bad at bats in Memphis. Uh, Gyro's got to get his head together because right now it looks bad. Uh, Cloud Kareem says Sosa is trash. Cloud Kareem is talking about Edmundo Sosa. And, uh, uh, Oh, Napoli says, you think Valera will play at all in L.A.? Didn't he get called up? I guess he never played. I thought he got ended up getting called up a couple weeks ago. Uh, there's a better chance now if, if uh, uh, Seager's out. Um, oh, uh, uh, Stu Stiles, our boy at, Red, or at uh, Birds on the Black, says uh, he's starting tonight. Which current position player prospect would you bet on to have the biggest major league impact? Well, the smart money is on Tyler O'Neill. Like, if you're talking about... Stats. If you're talking about uh, war, I think the best chance is Tyler O'Neill, just because he's going to hit home runs when he ever gets, if he ever gets the opportunity. Um, that that's where I would guess. Uh, yeah, that that's where I would guess. I'll tell you what. As unimpressed as I've been with Gyro Munoz, I've been more impressed with Oscar Mercado. The work that he did in the Arizona Fall League to to learn plate discipline, to work account. Uh, even at the cost of his statistics, is paying off in Memphis. He's hitting home runs, he's hitting doubles, he's stealing bases, and he's taking a great at bat. Uh, at the same time that's happening, Max Schrock has done the opposite. Now, Schrock, of course, isn't going to strike out, but Schrock's been in a little rough-and-tumble stretch here, and uh, I, I've kind of been disappointed. It, you know, it's funny, everyone just a couple weeks ago was calling for Schrock to, uh, to take over at second base, and I wouldn't do that now. Not at all. So getting back to Edmundo Sosa, uh, what I'll say about Edmundo Sosa is... Again, his defense is solid. It's smooth at three different positions. Although, Max Schrock just struck out looking as I'm watching it. I just jinxed Max Schrock. Uh, good defense at third, short, and second. His, his bat is not, it's not putting up stats. But I watched every one of his at-bats this weekend. And the swing is looking better and better and crisper and crisper. And, uh, man, I think, I think he's about ready to bust out. Now, again, what is a bust out for Edmundo Sosa? You know, 280, 320, and maybe 10 home runs and 500, you know, 500 minor league at-bats, not major league at-bats. Uh, oh, our boy Tom McCoy says, how has Tyler done since being sent down? 
He's playing tonight. He's actually batting right now. Uh, in his first two at-bats, he saw three pitches, didn't do much with them. Uh, I want to say this is his first game. I could be wrong. Uh, a Rosarena news. Randy's doing Randy things. He's, uh, he's getting on base at about a 350 clip. He's getting hits at about a 270 clip, but there just isn't much slug in there right now. You know what he looks like to me? He looks to me like a player who's on, like who's falling off a little bit because he's overworked. Randy could use like three days off, just like they did at Springfield last year to get him hitting again, just like they did at Palm Beach, and just like they did in the Mexican League this winter. That's what Randy looks like to me. It looks like that's what Randy needs. Uh, ooh, man, getting tough. Is Bryce Denton performing well, Graham asks. Uh, okay, so, no. Currently, Bryce Denton is not performing well. He's taken some bad at-bats, and uh, granted, there were some swirling wins in the Peoria game, but he dropped a ball hit right at him. Tyler O'Neill just struck out. Um, a ball that was hit right at him, and that is a concern. You can't have that. That's terrible. Uh, oh, Score Warner says Troskler news. Now, Troskler is doing that thing where he's walking a ton and not hitting not making a lot of contact because he's walking so much. I think his batting average is 240, but his on-base percentage is like right around 400. Uh, he has three home runs, which is really interesting. That means, sure, his average is down. He's taking walks, and he's hitting home runs. Three home runs in Palm Beach is pretty good. Uh, 20 games into the season. Who is pitching against Memphis? I don't know who that is, to be honest with you. I had Little League, and then I came straight here, and I tried to chow down a bunch of food and take a shower and make some drinks. So I don't really know. Uh, again, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Somebody mentioned that the uh, bourbon looks like piss. Uh, you sip Chris, I drink piss. You know what that's from. Congratulations to you guys. Ugh. Again, that's Rebel Yell. It's just whatever. It's nothing spectacular. Uh, ben Cerruti says, fair enough. Ben, I don't, I don't know what we're fair enough to. Uh, Tom McCoy says, who's big for you lately? Who's big for you, fella? Yeah, Squirt Warner says, drip, drip, drip. There you go. A little Chappelle Show reference. I watched all three of his uh, Netflix specials this week in transit. That guy's fantastic. Uh, LeBron James, King James asks, Bubba Starling? I don't think Bubba Starling still exists. Am I wrong? I thought Bubba Starling was dead. Opinion on prospect Elweris Montero. By the way, again, Todd Thiessen asked the questions about Elweris Montero. Todd, I, I love you and I appreciate you for going after 101, the fast lane, trying to get me on. That cracks me up so much. Uh, thank you so much. Keep it up, but don't keep it up, but keep it up. Keep it up. Uh, I, I brought up Elweris a little while ago. I'm a big fan of Elweris. I gift him and I put it on Twitter. Um, his swing, his mechanics, it all looks there. He's kind of a suboptimal Third baseman, uh, in the words of my friend Greg Eschelbach. Uh, LeBron or MJ, someone asked. I'll say, I'll take MJ. Uh, but he's kind of a suboptimal third baseman, might end up at first eventually. But that bat is there. And for him to be raking the way he's raking in Peoria and taking good at bats. And also, opposing teams know how good of a hitter he is. And they're being really delicate, really careful with him. That should tip your hat. Uh, if I was to re-rank my top 30, he would definitely be in the top 30. And I think I'd put him right at 20, to be honest. Uh, somebody says, Kyle, you should replace somebody on 101. I don't know who that is. I listen to 590. Uh, uh, but you know, put me on 101. Uh, Clint Frazier is a person. You're right. That's a great question. I saw Clint Frazier hit a monster home run over the weekend. Uh, outfielder, good dude. I say good dude, but I don't know what the fuck. I, I don't know shit about Todd Frazier. Uh, it would be awesome to see Brad Thompson and Cup of Joe have a discussion. You know, I'm... We talked about this last week. What I want is I just want Cup of Joe and Zach Gifford to just talk and podcast. 
it's a pleasure to be involved in that conversation, and I think we would all be in for a treat. Uh, is that Ray Lankford? Fuck yes, it's Ray Lankford. Are you worried about the bullpen? No, I'm not worried about the bullpen. I think today's a good day to reset. It's just, the most important thing now is use Bud Norris last. Just use Bud Norris last until he can't be used last anymore. I'd like to hear Kyle play a round of Take It or Leave It with BT and Randy. Bring it. I would love to, too. I, I guarantee you I'd take it or leave it up their ass. Uh, I need Kyle and Zach podcast nearly polar opposites. Zach and I have talked about it. And as a matter of fact, when we were at UCB weekend and that lovely and talented and amazing and incredible Tara Wellman was right next to us, and it was me me in between Zach and Tara, I want to do that every day for the rest of my life. If I could be in a room with Zach and Tara every day, I would be extremely happy. Now, Zach would be creeped the fuck out. Zach would be so creeped up, he creeped out he wouldn't know what to do with himself. As a matter of fact, he'd probably lock himself in a closet somewhere. Uh, but, uh... Uh, it, it's fun. Uh, look, I'll podcast with any of them, but I'll tell you right now, you would be in for a treat if Zach and Cup of Joe did it. I'm worried about Matheny continuing to try to use Holland in high leverage situations. Um, I, I am too. I am too, but I think we might have learned our lesson. I'll say this. If he does it again, where he goes to Holland instead of Norris in the high leverage, then any type of criticism sent his way is is absolutely earned. Absolutely earned. I, uh, that's got to stop, man. The fact that he still doesn't know how to manage a bullpen. You can, you can put any type of criticism you want on Matheny. A lot of it isn't warranted. A lot of it is. Uh, but the fact that he still hasn't learned that is an issue for me. Am I a Cards fan? I am a baseball fan. And I try to stay as uh, uh, objective as I possibly can. I love the Cardinals. Uh, but I want to be as objective as possible because I want to have be a I want to be realistic in my analysis. Uh, blah blah blah. Matheny might be fired even with a 500 record. I don't think that that's going to happen. There is still a sacrificial lamb uh, in in Matheny's midst. It's uh, that lovely and talented uh, long jockey John Mabry, and uh, you know. Realistically, John Mabry will go before Matheny will. That's just the reality of the situation. Uh, objective, who has a Ray Lankford jersey? That's actually a really good question uh, and a really fair criticism. What I will tell you is I love you. I love you for asking, bringing up Ray Lankford, and I love this fellow right here. Soon to be a Cardinals Hall of Famer. I think they announced that on May 4th, by the way. I could be wrong, May 4th or 5th. Uh, so that should be this This week? This week? They announce that soon, is what I'm saying. Uh, bring in Edmonds from Booth to become hitting coach. I just the thing the thing people don't realize about Jim Edmonds is Jim Edmonds only wants to be a part of the organization for like 15 minutes at a time. Having him be hitting coach is too much for him. That dude just wants to be on like Beverly Hills, uh, something or another, and uh, and just take it easy. The fact that he's in the booth as much as he is is a miracle. Uh, Meadow, Nathan Meadows, Meadows Nathan says, Raylingford was a stud, an absolute stud, the most underrated Cardinal easily of my lifetime, maybe the most underrated Cardinal of all time, not named Kurt Flood, um, he was a once in a generation, a once in a decade player for the Cardinals that gets overshadowed because, uh, ownership was terrible in the early part of the 90s, and, uh, they were pretty shitty teams, uh, Wildcats asked, our boy Wildcats, oh, LeBron James, King James asked, Gooden or Clemens? I'll take Clemens. Uh, I saw, I'll tell you what, 
there's a gift that floats around about the White Gooden and his breaking pitch, and it was incredible. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely incredible, that breaking pitch. But uh, watching Roger Clemens, uh, I would have to go with what my eyes saw in the formative years of my life. And I would definitely, definitely say Roger Clemens, although Dwight Gooden was incredible. Uh, Wildcats, our boy who just went through his first year or first semester, uh, wait, first year of college. He asked, what was the point of calling up O'Neill if they weren't going to play him? There's only a couple people you can ask that, and I'm not one of them, because I was not a fan of the move when it happened, because he wasn't going to play. And uh, calling him up was a complete, complete waste of time. Uh, Squirt Warner says, because they can, and you know what? That's the answer. Not for really, our boy, not for really. Uh, <laughs> Holy Shield says, Brave Valera's name was just said on ESPN, his life is complete. Uh, our boy, not for really, who I think is still, I think he just swept Graham 10-0, uh, in our fantasy league, and it's still up top, says, we've talked about this. Everybody hates Mabry, but has no legit reason. I agree with you, not really, but that doesn't change the fact that if they're going to, if there's going to be a scapegoat, it's going to be Mabry before Matheny goes, if Matheny were to go. Uh, I agree with you. That's a fair point. Completely valid. Uh, but I just think the reality, that's the reality of the situation. Uh, I wish the scoring ended on Saturday, Graham says. Yeah. Barulli ended up cleaning up with you. Ended up cleaning you up. Uh, all right. You're nuts if you don't love Ray Langford. Yeah, I agree. Who are you? Auburn Quinblog. Oh, Auburn. Yeah. Hey. Hey, welcome to our little thing here, brother. Welcome to our little thing. Thanks for joining. Uh, yeah, no, you're fucking out of your goddamn mind. Uh, or damn mind, if you're one of those fellas. Uh, yeah, C70 retweeting my weird-ass face. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, you're, you're out of your damn mind if you don't think that this guy was one of the greatest Cardinals of all time, and he's going to be in the Cardinal Hall of Fame, and we're all going to rejoice and, uh, you know, do our thing. Whatever that is. Uh, da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, how will they handle Austin Gomber? My guess, honestly, is it'll be the, uh, the pitching version, um, uh, It'll be the pitching version of what we saw out of Tyler O'Neill, where they'll hesitate to use him and hesitate to use him, uh, which is a damn shame because Austin Gomber's legit. He's a man, and uh, he's a major leaguer, and he deserves to stay in the major leagues, and he deserves to prove that he can do it. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, to Lauren Porter, who I don't think is on here anymore, he says, uh, he enjoyed what he caught of our little chat, uh, and that I seem like a cool dude. Thank you very much, Lauren. Uh, he got screwed because his whole career was with Ozzie McGuire Albert. Now, he got screwed, too, because there were a lot of shitty teams. He wasn't good with the media and uh, also used the media to get a new contract, which is a great story. You think Matheny is at all a good thing to keep around? Uh, I think people over-criticize over Mike Matheny, but I think he also brings on a lot of the criticism. Uh, left my ass off, I'm dead, dead, dead. Blah, blah, blah. Uh... And here's my thought about Mike Matheny is I think that when you see a guy day in and day out uh, and you know he doesn't have any major league experience before he's a major league coach, um, it's easy to be critical of him. Now, the issue is his bullpen manage management deserves all of the criticism that it gets. His lineup construction has been better this year because he has guys that he can plug in every day. Uh, and it just goes to show you that with the right talent, it can help save a manager. But the problem is that for 
as long as he's been a manager, he's been terrible at managing the bullpen. And uh, that hasn't changed, and it hasn't shown signs of getting better. So be as critical of that as you want. I would just ask that, you know, always try to be smart of your criticism. The double switching thing is fucking stupid to me, too. Uh, has Gomber had a start since he struck out like 13 people? A la Moses says. A la, it's nice to see you. Thanks again for joining our little program. Um, it was 16 on Monday, and he has not pitched since then. He was supposed to pitch over the weekend, but they scratched him to uh, make him a Cardinal. Uh, and, so, yeah, no, he hasn't pitched. And hopefully... He gets the he gets the call to the lefty, call to the lefty in the next couple days. I would love to see him pitch to Jose Abreu. That's my hope. I want to see what that looks like because I think I think Austin Gomber's at the point now, especially after that last start where he trusts his stuff. Uh, feels like folks are wasting away. Shameless plug. I don't know what that is. Uh, sorry, Z70. Reason Matheny isn't getting fired is because Mo's afraid to admit he was wrong with this decision. Uh, you might be right, but what we'll say about Mo being wrong about the decision to hire Matheny is Matheny is still one of the most winning managers over a seven-year time span in all of baseball. It's not the, it's, that's not the wrong decision. If, if, the, if the team would have been bad, if you took him to a World Series, he played in NLCSs, um, that's actually a really good hire, regardless of who it is. So I don't view it as Mo not being willing to say, you know, he was wrong. It's just... I think that they're trying to be as loyal as possible and not be prisoners of the moment. That's one thing Mo talks about a lot. Uh, Mo picked a guy that they could keep under their thumb. That I mean, that was part of the narrative when it happened. That might be true. Uh, Holy Shield says he inherited a good team. I would say you're right, but still, a good manager, a decent manager at least. What I'm saying is it's not always a team, right? And he did inherit a good team. There were There was a lot of moving parts. Uh, it's still not easy to go to a World Series. And think about the turnover from 2011 to 2013. There was some pretty substantial, some pretty solid turnover in those two years. He had Pete Cosma as his shortstop. You know, think about that. Uh, it, it is absolutely true that he, he inherited good teams, but he still got them there two years later. And then the year after, uh, he still got them to an NLCS. Do you use Just for Men on your beard? No, I don't. It's beautiful, though, isn't it? Uh, that's one of my guys from my fantasy league. Uh, let's see. If only someone would ta talk about Sam Tavis, uh, I'll wait for someone else to ask that question. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think uh, Squirts Warner asked about Sam Tavis a little while ago. Uh, Sam has struggled a little bit. What I'll say about Sam Tavis is the lovely and talented Rob Rains for STL Sports Page wrote an amazing article today about Sam Tavis that I think everyone should read. Uh, track it down. I think I retweeted it. It'll be in the lovely and talented Alex... Uh, Alex uh, is, uh 10-5, a new thing he's doing for Birds on the Black, uh, that you're going to want to check out where he kind of does a roundup of some of the great stuff that he, he's read, that we've read. Uh, but anyways, read that. It's about the Tavis brothers in Springfield. It, it's, a, it, it's a great read. Uh, he struggled a little bit coming out of the gate. It seems like he's not getting the fastball in enough on right-handed hitters. Uh, and it, it seems like to me he's telegraphing his 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 breaking pitch. Now, again, uh, I haven't got to watch him the way that I had hoped to watch him. Uh, so take that for what it is. But the, the little bit I've seen of him, he's really struggling to get the ball in on righties. Uh, probably not throwing his changeup in enough uh, as well. Uh, it seems like changeup out, fastball, mid-in, mixing in the breaking pitch. Uh, I want to see him use, I want to see Sam Tavis use a breaking pitch more. I want to see him get that fastball buried in deep. And I want to see him use the changeup in. I think that all three of those things would be a big for, for him. Um, 
I think all three of those things would be really big for him. Uh, again, so we're drinking tonight. What we're drinking is we're drinking booze. It is a uh, a whiskey barrel aged. I don't even know where the stupid camera is on this thing. From Bell's. Uh, it's a cherry stout aged in whiskey barrels. Uh, somebody says, sub, oh, uh, sub Jason. Sub Jason, we're going to drink to you. Ooh, GM Gersh says, Springfield ended the game on a 4-6-3-1-5 triple play. I didn't know that. I didn't see it. Uh, that Little League Baseball took me. Why didn't the Cardinals sign Corey Dickerson? What is Corey Dickerson doing? Somebody put up Corey Dickerson's stats because I don't have the slightest idea. To answer your question, though, why don't you sign Corey Dickerson? Because you have two guys who can only play first base that are probably DHs. And you have an outfield full of guys. That's why you don't sign Corey Dickerson, because you don't have a spot for him. You don't have a spot for the outfielders you have. You don't have a spot for the first baseman you have. Jed Jerko isn't playing, although he should be playing every day. It's just, you don't sign him because in this in this roster, in this 25-man, in this 40-man, he doesn't have a spot. Uh, is the triple play the most exciting play in baseball? To me, throwing a guy out from the outfield is the most, at home plate, is the most exciting play. Triple play, be damned. Uh, home run, be damned. Inside the park, be damned. The play at the plate is the most exciting play uh, when they're close. Somebody says the 325 average for Corey Dickerson. Again, why didn't they sign at the end of the question? And he's playing well. I'd like to see that. Uh, but the question is, why didn't they sign him? And it's because what do you do with him? You know, Jose Martinez should be in left field, but you can't because you've got three outfielders. You could make an argument that Harrison Bader should be a starting outfielder, but you can't. Uh, you should make an argument that Matt Carpenter can only play first base. Uh, that's why. Uh, let's see. Hey, Cubs won five in a row, Ashley says. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to our shindig. Uh, the suicide squeeze is the most exciting play. That's a great cards gifts. I like that, but you don't see suicide squeeze and maybe the, the rarity of them make them more exciting, but I don't know. Uh, you just don't know if they're going to die or not. <laughs> yeah, you don't know if they're going to, they're, oh God, I'm not going to make a suicide joke. Nolan Arenado throwing out guys is a ridiculous fashion is the best plays. I agree. Uh, I love Ar Nolan Arenado. Back in the day when Manny Machado used to be a third baseman, that was exciting, but now he's a terrible shortstop. So, you know, heartbreaking times there. Uh, I remember when I loved that Manny Machado at third base. Uh, sometimes I guess you just gotta, uh, you just gotta, oh, wait, hold on. Cards Gifts, who posted this at the wrong spot, I think. Uh, yep. Cards Gifts, you're putting the questions in the group queue, not my queue anymore. Uh, why didn't the Cardinals sign Corey Dickerson when we got to that? I've never had a Bills beer I didn't like. John Redbird says, I agree. I love the Bills Porter. All of the Bills. I'm a dark beer drinker, uh, and also I drink bourbon. Uh, why was Herrera released, Kyle? Looks like Scott Warner's asking questions for Graham. Uh, or Ankiel gunning down runners at third. Ankiel gunning it. Just Ankiel throwing the ball. The only thing more excited than Nolan Ar more exciting than Nolan Arenado on a daily basis was whatever you were going to see out of Rick Angfield, Ankiel out in the out outfield. A Cards Gifts is drunkish, as demonstrated by the fact that he is posting the questions in our Birds on the Black group chat. Uh, how about this? Two Cards Gifts. Also to the lovely and talented Dan Buffa, who uh, just did a little retweet. I love Dan Buffa. Uh, he's a, a really sweet guy. If you're in the St. Louis area, try to Uber with him. And, uh, you know, he, he does he does some sports and some think pieces for uh, for KSDK, but where Dan's butter is bread is in his movie reviews. Uh, his movie review of Avengers Infinity War I thought was really fantastic, uh, echoed some of my sentiments. Uh, I've seen it twice already. Uh, and uh, that's uh, – Dan's an incredible guy. So to Dan 
and uh, to all of you. To John Redbird, too, for being like me and not ever having a uh, Bells that he didn't like. I'm going to watch. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to turn the Birmingham game on and watch Eloy Jimenez hit, hit dongs, bro. Uh, Casey Royals or Iowa Cubs? Casey Royals. The Iowa Cubs are terrible. Uh, let's see. Will you please say, I haven't picked up the Duke yet? I haven't picked up the Duke yet. Is that good? Was that close? Did I do it? Yeah, say what I, just, I'll say shit. I got nothing else to do. Uh, Jake Westbrook has more MLB home runs than Magnera Sierra. Who has more at-bats? I want to know at-bats per home run, holy shit. That's what really matters. I would imagine that uh, Jake Westbrook has like twice or three times as many at-bats as, as Magnera Sierra. Ben Cerruti asks, Peoria Chiefs or Iowa Cubs? Man, I really, if I could have Jake Walsh, if it was a three-game set and I could do Walsh and Prendergast, Maybe, if it's a five-game set and I could do Oviedo, Walsh, Prendergast, Sejas, I think it'd be a lot closer than, than a lot of people would realize. Now, the hitters in Peoria would struggle because they've never seen what uh, the pitchers in Iowa throw, but I, I really, I think it'd be close. I think it'd be surprisingly close. Uh, hello, Turkish. Uh, that's from uh, Snatch. I love that movie. How happy were you about Gant's three scoreless innings the other day? Uh, you know, I, I got to take this off. I'm freaking sweating. Uh, what I will say uh, about the Gant outing is that it was great. Uh, he was uh, uh, he was everything that that we've we've been talking about John Gant a lot here. Uh, I've been talking about John Gant a lot. You saw the polish that wasn't there in the past. You saw the breaking pitch that has really evolved, and you saw him mixing it up really well. Uh, John Gant is a major leaguer. Daniel Ponce de Leon is a major leaguer. Ryan Helsley more than likely could pitch in the major leagues. Gomber's a major leaguer. Flaherty's a major leaguer. They have all these guys. Uh, I was super impressed with, with John Gant. It was a heroic move to pitch once and then get sent down. We saw Mike Mayers do it. We've seen Brebbia do it. It's becoming a thing now. I, uh, I really like John Gant. And I hope that it, whether it be with the Cardinals or with another organization, he gets a chance to pitch because I think right now, He's, he's ready for it, and he would do really well with it. Uh, username White Sox. White Sox fans cheering for cards in the four games to help with the Cubs issue. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what was going on there. Somebody's going to have to clarify that to me. Uh, let's see. Why Bowman on the team over Brevia? Uh, so this is, to me, is one of those classic cases of tenure and... Maybe the manager trusting one man uh, over the other. That's what I think. I think we're getting to the point, and you have to understand, I love Matt Bowman. I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap. As Zach wrote about a long time ago, I do have injury concerns uh, with him. But I like Matt Bowman. That being said, I think we're getting to the point with Matt Bowman where the, the, the general manager and the president of baseball operations is going to have to take the toy away from, from Mr. Matheny for a while. Uh, Stu Stiles says, uh, Bowman is Matheny's son anyways. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh it is a, so, uh, at chair, chair, chair says it's a long summer. That's a great point. And I'll tell you one thing that I really like. I like the fact that, I like the fact that the relievers are getting subbed in and out. I like that relievers are kind of getting rest. Although, like I've mentioned before, even tonight, I do have my issue with the fact that uh, we're still going Bud Norris. We're not going Bud Norris over Greg Holland, but hopefully that changes in this coming week. Uh, what I want to see 
is I want to see the I want to see the starters get a little bit of a break. You know, they they skipped one away no starts and they kept everybody on regular rest. Well, to me, I'd start Austin Gomber. I, I would have started Flaherty to give everyone else another day's rest. I hate the way that the the starting I hate that the fact that starting pitchers aren't getting their days off like the rest of like an extra day off like the rest of the roster. If you're gonna call Flaherty up. Use him so you can get some people rest. If you're going to call Gomber up, use him so you can get people rest. Uh, let's see. Uh, somebody says, how about them Dolphins? I, you know, I don't know who the Dolphins drafted and... Uh, fuck the Dolphins. Because who the fuck are the Dolphins? Uh, but go Marlins! Somebody says, who cares? Let's not talk about the Dolphins. Uh, unless you want to talk about the Dolphins, then let's talk about the Dolphins. Uh, they're good on special teams. Uh, they have to watch the Red Dog. Do you prefer the 10-day DL over the 15-day DL? I prefer the 10-day DL for an organization that knows how to use the 10-day DL. Uh, I think that there's a benefit to a 15-day DL for uh, evening the competitive nature of baseball standpoint. Uh, but I, I do like the 10-day because I think you can get pitchers in and out. I, I just think it needs to be used properly. The Dodgers do it better than anyone. Now they're kind of screwed because everyone on the roster is hurt, uh, but they do it better than anyone, and I think the team should manipulate it, personally. Uh, Napper really says it's all about the special teams. Get in your three-point stance, Red Dog. Uh, if Matt Bowman threw 100 pitches, how many hit the stupid art project in center field in Miami? Uh, it depends on which team. If he's playing the Miami Marlins, maybe one. Uh, if he's playing any team other than the Miami Marlins, probably 10. Uh, Somebody says, F the Doyers. Uh, I, I don't have any hard feelings towards the Dodgers, man. I, I appreciate a good historic organization. Uh, is that in Bowman's first, second, or third game of back-to-back-to-backs? That's a great question, Ben Cerruti. Uh, in his first game of back-to-back-to-backs, it's one. In his second game of back-to-back-to-backs, it's five. And in his third game of back-to-back-to-backs, it's ten of 100 pitches hitting the art sculpture in center field in the uh, the ballpark in Miami. Uh, oh, Holy Shield says because the Dodgers never could beat us. That's no. I just I love baseball. I love all of these teams. I hate the Cubs. Uh, don't really like the Pirates to be honest with you. The Reds are kind of dicks. Uh, starting to hate the Brewers. But I like I love baseball. I love all of these teams. I you know I like the Twins. I like the White Sox. I like the Indians. I like. I like the Mariners. I'm a big American League fan, uh, Mariners fan. Brothers in Portland, shout out to my brother Michael. Uh, and uh, hopefully they get a team here soon. I would like that. I I would like, everybody's talking about baseball expanding to two teams. I want baseball to expand to four. I want Portland, I want Mexico City, because that's where baseball wants to be. Uh, I like Oklahoma City, and I would like Montreal. I think that'd be really interesting. And, and just on the off chance that they wouldn't do Oklahoma City and Mexico City, I'd like Oklahoma City and maybe Nashville. Uh, you got to listen to Brody Stevens Sports Podcast. I'll write it down. I'm writing it down. I don't know who the fuck Brody Stevens is, uh, but we'll write it down. Stevens. White Sox are going to be super good in a couple of years. Uh, Mr. McNeil, Stephen McNeil at STL Hattrick, I think you're looking at next year them being very good. I think they could have been good and competitive this year, but I think they decided not to spend money. I think they would have spent a little bit of money. They they Especially with as many teams that are tanking, they could have spent money and not hampered their long-term ability uh, to find spots for their prospects. But I think this time next year, you'll have uh, 
Dunning, you'll have Kopech, Hansen will be close, Eloy, Robert, 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 River. Uh, I like the White Sox a lot. Jose Abreu. Uh, did you enjoy Infinity War? C70 says. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It didn't have any emotional impact on me. That, I mean, that's the one thing. You kind of, I always felt like I knew what was happening. The minute that they started talking, spoiler alert, not full spoiler, but the minute they started talking about the Soul Stone, which I thought they were going to push off until Avengers 4, uh, the minute they started talking about that, I thought, all right, I know what the end game is here. Uh, it didn't have the emotional impact on me, but it was fun. It was good, and I can't wait to see the next one. Uh, Mexico City is as likely as the NFL in London? Yeah, maybe. Uh, what I know is that London's on a different continent. And I guess technically Mexico City? Oh, well, you know what I mean. I'm an asshole. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, Braves seem to have some promise with Okuna added to our lineup. Uh, are the Braves going to make the playoffs? I'd like to see the Braves make the playoffs. I like the Braves a lot. Uh, you know, I would think that the Braves are still a couple years out from that. But I guess anything could happen. Uh, let's see. Uh, Fly the L is in the running. I don't know what's going on. Fly the L, uh, I believe that's Jeff Niehaus, is always in the running. We love that Jeff Niehaus. Uh, Mexico is on the same continent. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. So my brain does this thing because I'm just going 100 miles an hour uh, or I can't. I like. I want to make sure I'm right and I'm usually wrong. So uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, it's just this, this becomes a thing where there's a camera and I'm watching the game and I'm losing my mind and I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Uh, but I also don't think the players would like Mexico. Yeah, you might be right. Not really. Uh, what? You're probably right. But remember, at some point, it's all about finding an ownership group. And if you have an ownership group that's willing to spend the money, anything could happen. Uh, Braves vs. Cardinals World Series ends on another infield fly this year. That'd be funny. Uh, Acuna, Albies, and Freeman. Yeah, I like all of those guys. They're good stuff. They have a potential to be a wild card. I still think that when it's all said and done... The Nationals run away with that division, uh, even with the injuries that they faced and maybe some of the uh, the struggle that they've had. But I love the minor league tweets in-game. Good stuff. Thank you very much. Yeah, my plan, hopefully, if I get to watch games, I would like to tweet out more uh, more gifts. That lovely and talented and amazing Cardinals gifts showed me how to do it, and it's super easy. Uh, one person I'd add to Birds on the Black from C70, it'd be you. I'd love to have you at Birds on the Black. Uh, honestly, I love the little group we have, but... I, I'm a big fan of you. I love you. Uh, any of the guys at the Redbird Daily, but I am obviously biased. More biased towards uh, my blogging history than I am towards the Cardinals. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nagowski, what's up with him? Our, the lovely and talented uh, Johnny G 24 says, nothing. So I love John Nagowski. The thing you need to remember, though, is a lot of guys, Ronhel Rivero, Wilfredo Tovar, John Nagowski, more than likely Victor Roach, uh, Graydon Goatsman, who is now at the state college level, which means extended spring training, uh, 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 Bruce Caldwell last year, Danny Deekroger last year, Deekroger uh, last year. Uh, they're organizational depth piece. They're just they're nice pieces to have in the organization that fill positions. Uh, you know. More than there's a chance that's what Stefan Trosclair becomes. He's not there yet. He still has a couple years before he's that. But there, he's just a nice organizational depth piece who plays good defense and uh, is a glue guy. Holy Shilt says, "Call me the lovely and talented Holy Shilt." Uh, that is a lovely and talented Holy Shilt who gifts my face near fake dongs and uh, the Hicks family. 
Uh, remember when Randy killed the bird with the fastball? Yeah, that, that's the best moment in the history of baseball when Randy Johnson hit the bird with the fastball. Where does Munoz play in Memphis shortstop? Yeah, Gyro Munoz has mostly played short uh, for Memphis. He and Max Rock have been the double play combo. And uh, at third base is mostly Patrick Wisdom. Alex Mejia has played everywhere in the infield. I saw him playing first base the other day. But yeah, Gyro is mostly playing, uh, mostly playing shortstop in Memphis. And it's dicey. He's a dicey hitter who plays a dicey infield. Uh, can we please add 6 and 10 White Sox and Reds games this year, please? 6 and 10 extra. Uh, sure, we'll see. I, I have no sway in that, but I'll email someone. So, the, uh, so this Carpenter not getting hits issue so far. Bench him. I like the idea of benching him a lot against lefties. The issue with Carpenter is that it's hard to, for me personally with Jerko hitting and Colton Wong doing Colton Wong things as frustrating as he gets to a lot of people. Um, I, uh, I can't have a lineup, a defensive alignment with both Carpenter and Jose Martinez. It's, it's tough. Will Wisdom ever get the call? Johnny G24, more than likely not. Uh, you're making the season something to look forward to. Hey, thank you. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Uh, where will Harper go next year? I have no idea. Uh, uh, ben Cerruti saying two and two-thirds innings pitched, eight Ks, one walk. I don't know who that is, Ben. You're going to have to put that back up. Uh, whoever said that nice thing about me a little while ago, I really appreciate that. Uh, is Lane Thomas legit? We get a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of... Oh, Cher uh, said it. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lane, is Lane Thomas legit? I want to see him for another month. I like what I've seen out of him, but I he's starting to get frustrated with the strike zone at Springfield, and he isn't handling it particularly well. I'm anxious to see where that goes. Uh, Carp is hurt. They can say he's not, but is yeah, I agree. I think Carp... Look, as someone who's had back surgery and shoulder surgery... I can tell you that there are no picnic. I had back surgery seven years ago, and it still plagues me. I had shoulder surgery 16 years ago. Oh, my God. When I was 16, I had shoulder surgery. I had uh, arthroscopic surgery on my shoulder. I'm, I'm 31. I'll be 32 soon, and they still play with me. They still nag. They still hurt. Uh, he's hurt. I agree. Do the Cardinals need a new hitting coach? Again, I think the whole hitting coach thing is overrated. Uh, but if it's going to juice up the clubhouse, something might need to happen. I think you need a Xanax. Yeah, Peter Ashley, more than likely. I could use a handful of them. I want to chew them like gummy bears. Uh, why did you have back surgery? Because I herniated and uh, I herniated a disc in my back and it cracked off and lodged itself into a nerve. And it, killed, it almost killed the nerve. So they had to take the little disc out, uh, push it in, and then cut a little niche in my spine for the nerve to sit. Uh... Shane Bieber doesn't walk anyone. Think that translates to Major League talent. So that Shane Bieber is really, really starting to make a name for himself. Uh, seems like he's becoming a, a high-flying prospect almost. Almost on like the borderline of the top 100. Uh, I haven't seen any of Shane Bieber uh, myself. But I have seen a lot of people that I trust tweet about him and talk about him. So I'll do a little research and we'll see. Uh, do we have any in-house replacements for Carp? If you're talking about a guy who can play first base, yes, yeah, Luke Voigt, who hammers the baseball but doesn't have the hits to show for it. Andrew Kisner, yes. But the issue isn't replacing Carp. It's what do you do with Carp and Jose Martinez, who is also a terrible first baseman, who is also starting to show signs of wear and tear. Uh, they don't really have that. How could a pro team lose to a minor league team like Lake Eisner's uh, Elsinore Storm. I don't know what that is. I'm not going to lie to you. Tristan McKenzie will be a stud. I think Tristan McKenzie will be a stud again. 
only saw stuff from him uh, last year. Uh, but there's no reason to think Tristan McKenzie won't be a stud. I'll tell you what, it seems like this uh, this Mize kid from Auburn is going to end up going 1-1 in the draft. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of research on him. Brady Singer's really falling down the draft boards. Uh, kind of like A.J. Puck did a little bit. Keep that in mind. Um, so, anyways, yeah, getting got sidetracked. Does Wisdom play first in the majors? Again, I don't know if Patrick Wisdom ever makes his way up to the majors, but yeah, he can play first. Uh, Seth, uh, Graham asked for the Seth Beer article. Article that's been shelved. Graham, uh, believe it or not, it's hard to find time to play play love games. Uh, Sun Gold Halo says thanks for the super hard whatever that is. Yeah, hey, thank you for that. Did you see the diving catch Grichik made? So I did see the diving catch uh, catch that uh, uh, Grichik made. But let's be honest about what that was. That wasn't a diving catch by Grichik. That was a, I accidentally went to dive and then stumbled, and then, oh my god, the ball is in my mouth. Uh, he got lucky, it was beautiful, it was fun, and that's the essence of baseball. Francisco Mejia playing left field in Columbus. Uh, yeah, Indians prospect, former catcher, kind of following the uh, uh, Carlos Santana route through the Indians organization to the major leagues. Uh, they got to find a spot for him because that battle play. Uh, somebody said ugly. I'm assuming they're talking about me. Uh, the ball has a way to find poor defenders. Uh, I agree. Trust me, it happens in Little League too. How long till Forrest Whitley makes MLB after suspension? Uh, man, you know, my guess is August, maybe. So if you're looking at the timeline with Alex Reyes, right? Alex Reyes gets suspended and then makes his debut in August. I would assume Forrest Whitley goes through the same thing. Uh, let's see, Cardinals gifts, blah, 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 blah. Why has Alex Mejia been playing first in Memphis? Uh, it's just a position versatility thing. And, uh, you know, why not? Oh, uh, Ben Cerruti, the tweet about uh, the two and two. Th By the way, thank you, Midmo Cardinals, for uh, messaging me this. It was about Josh Hader. Yeah, I love Josh Hader. He's incredible. Uh, about to coach five-year-olds in baseball, any tips? Uh, yeah, John G24, here's my tip for you about coaching five-year-olds. I've only ever coached nine-year-olds. That's the youngest I've, I've ever coached. Uh, coached them from nine to 14. And then this group I've coached from 10 to 13. Whether they're five or whether they're 14, you have to have patience. You cannot stop being patient. Uh, you're going to be frustrated. Uh, just tr make sure that they're having fun. I lose track of that sometimes when I'm coaching, but make sure the kids are having fun because it's not about you. It's not about winning. It's about having fun. Who's the best pitching prospect in the world? Uh, for Graham, I'll say Alec Hansen is up there. I love Michael Kopech. I still love uh, 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 Alex Reyes. Man, I like AJ Puck before he got hurt. Uh, if I'm going to guess, I'm going to say Michael Kopech, but uh, yeah, the thing is, it would have easily, hands down, been Forrest Whitley, uh, but I don't know now. We'll see how he looks when he comes back. Hoping to make it to Nashville this weekend to see Memphis. Hey, there we go. There we go, Wildcats. If you do, take some pictures, submit them on Birds on the Black. We would love to see them and use them. Uh, let's see, Jonathan Machado on St. Louis Cardinals. Better chance than Manny Machado. Oh, Todd. Todd. Yeah, I'll say a better chance. I'll say a better chance only because the Cardinals love cost-controlled players, and there is a better chance that a player in the organization plays for the Cardinals at the major league level than a player outside of the organization. Uh, going to NH Fisher Cats, New Hampshire Fisher Cats uh, next weekend. G have fun there. 
Uh, send me pictures. That's not going to do Birds on the Black any good, but I'm a big fan of those New Hampshire Fisher Cats. They're an affiliate of the Mariners or the Diamondbacks. Is that the Diamondbacks? Uh, how did that beer taste? It's fucking good. It's sweet. If you like sweet porters with a little whiskey flavor, it's it's good. Mm. So the White Sox have some young studs upcoming for their rotation. Yeah, they've got four or five of them. Uh, Johnny G says, I think Dodgers are going after Machado now. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Bichette, Vlad Jr. Looks like we're talking about the Toronto Blue Jays now. Uh, let's see. Oh, the schedule for next week. Okay, so the Birds on Black, Prospects After Dark, Kyle After Dark, schedule for next week. We won't be doing it on Monday, uh, not only because the Cardinals are playing, but because the Little League team has a game next Monday. More than likely, we're going to move it to Thursday. Stay posted. I guess we might do one quick on Sunday if we have to, and then do a Thursday after that. Uh, but that's what... Oh, uh, yeah, so the beer... And that's what we're looking at. I'll keep everyone updated, I promise. Uh, the beer that we're drinking is the Bell's Whiskey Barrel Aged uh, Cherry Stout. And it's super good. Uh, let's see... When is the White Sox Periscope? We're not going to do that, I don't think. Uh, Deuce Brewski says, thanks for getting me in here. Uh, Deuce Brewski, you're trapped in the other uh, room with us now, brother. There's no getting out. I'm going to turn these lights off. I hit a key in an orifice, and good luck finding it. Uh, Baker Mayfield would be good on the Browns. I'm a Pats fan saying this. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I get depressed about Carson Fulmer sometimes. You know, they were saying that Carson Fulmer was starting to turn the corner a little bit in his last, uh, his last start. Uh, what's the ABV on that bad boy? It is 9.3 alcohol by volume. And I'm almost ready for number two, to be honest. Man, that's a good beer. Oh. Mm. Breaking Alec Hansen to be called up to start against the Cardinals. That'd be incredible. Uh, it's not going to happen because the White Sox are going to hold every last minute. Uh every last minute of service time of all of their prospects. Somebody, I think it was our boy Todd Thiessen, just said uh, Jonathan Machado struggling in Peoria. Yeah, and it's it might actually be worse watching than the stat line. I'm eating edibles and drinking some ball, some ballast point. Ooh, say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Kevin. Uh, what, which ballast point are you drinking? They, they make some good stuff, too. Man, there are so many good beers in this here America. So many good beers in this America. There's so many, so many good hunting outposts. Uh, but yeah, there's so many great beers in America, and uh, I, I've never had a Ballast Point I don't like. I've never had a Bells I don't like. I've never had a Dogfish Head I don't like. Uh, check all those out. Oh, the the Grapefruit Sculpin, which is a fish, I believe, not the grapefruit part. Uh, that's really good. I've had that before. Thick, squ uh, thick Squad says Clint Frazier. Uh, he's an outfielder in the Yankees organization. Uh, I heard he had a big home run. Oh, oh, uh, Johnny G's drinking Buffalo Trace. I'm drinking Rebel Yell, too. God, I'm fucking booze hound. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I heard he had a monster home run this weekend, but I don't know where it went after that. Are you coming up for any STLKC games? So, Ben, I've got this family thing going on, but my brother Jim lives in Kansas City. I'm here in St. Louis. And if I can make my way to Kaufman, and I know you live in Kansas City, I will definitely hit you up. I'd love to meet you. You're, you're a fantastic gentleman. I love corresponding with you in every, every method possible, whether it be the comment section on Birds on the Black or direct message or uh, notifications via Twitter. Feel free to always hit me up. But if I do, I'll DM you and we'll meet for a beer or whatever it is that you enjoy and we'll watch some Cards, uh, cards Royals. Right now, nothing's planned, but hopefully in the future. 
Uh, best prospect who's yet to play in STL, I'm going to say Austin Gomber, because he has yet to play uh, to pitch. I'll, uh, you know, after that, I'll say Ryan Helsley, because Ryan Helsley's a surefire major leaguer, and I can't say that about everyone else. Uh, Tyler O'Neill's been up here for a waste. Uh, somebody said sports, which makes me think of the Joel McHale show, which is sports, brought to you by Linens. Lay on these things. Uh, jorts is another thing that you wear from the waist down. Uh, yeah, I, I, now I'm just, uh, oh yeah, so there's plenty of dudes in AAA. Uh, you know, Randy Rosarena, uh, Jag, Oscar Mercado, all those guys. I, I just think, I think Ryan Hillsley is at AA, and if you were to call him up to the bullpen right now, he'd be fine. I want him to be a starting pitcher, but if you were to call him up to the bullpen now, he'd be fine. Top five sleeper Cardinals prospects right now, uh, Brady Whalen. Uh, my last chance to call Elweris Montero before he blows up. I'll say Juan Yepes. That'll get me blowing up a little bit. Uh, Zach Prendergast and Jake Walsh. Just the first five names that come off my head. Lane Thomas is kind of there too. Uh, but those are the first five names that come off the top of my head. Uh, there's a lot of guys. I'm a big fan. Again, keep an eye on Zach Prendergast. Keep an eye on Jake Walsh pitching in Peoria. Uh, I like them a lot. Michael Riley's still kind of a sleeper, although his name is a little bit more familiar to your everyday Cardinal fan. Um, Alvarez Montero, Juan Yepes. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, the Cardinals have a lot of sleeper prospects. If there's one thing the Cardinals do better than any other organization, it's create sleeper prospects that actually do well on a long timeline. Uh, let's see. Our pen is burnt. 40 man is spent. How do you freshen this pen? DeGarg, our boy, DeGarg, thank you for joining us. Uh, keep in mind that the day off freshens the pen. What they need tomorrow is they need a seven-inning start. The, the starting pitchers need to go deeper. They need to at least get through six innings. Uh, our, boy, our boy, Corey Rudd, uh, Cruddy and Winghaven on Twitter, uh, he likes to bring up the quality start thing. A quality start is important. Now, the stat might be bullshit, the three earned runs, the six. But a quality start, as many quality starts as possible are a good thing. Cardinals don't get many of those. Uh... Deuce Bruski asks, trade fam while stock is high, we are not playing the dude when he's out from under cost control. Yeah, so the, the only thing about trading Tommy Pham is there is there a player that is more bang for your buck than Tommy Pham? And even next year when he gets an increase, will there be a player that's more bang for your buck than Tommy Pham? I wouldn't trade him now. I wouldn't trade him next year. Now, if the Cardinals tank and are 10 games under 500 at the All-Star break and somebody wants to throw you three of their five best prospects then yeah, maybe maybe you make that move, but you don't do it now. You wait to see how things play out. Uh, and then Bruski also... Oh, wait, no, that was the question that Bruski asked. Uh, so no, I uh, I would not trade Tommy Pham under any circumstance right now. It's pointless. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pointless, uh, and it would be foolhardy to do. Uh, Craig Kuhlman says, riding through this. Come on in, Craig. Jump on the train. Uh, the Cardinals do a little celebration where they like do a conga line. We don't do that here. We just drink until we pass out, and then we wake up to them tomorrow and apologize to whoever we've hurt. Uh, Michaelis has been exactly what, uh, exactly that last three starts. Yeah, and that's great. But the Cardinals need more of it uh, than just from Miles Michaelis. They it needs to be like between Waka Weaver and uh, uh, whoever Waka Weaver Wayno, Waka Weaver Flaherty, Waka Weaver Gomber. Uh, probably won't be Gomber. Uh, they need those guys, like two out of every four, two out of every five starts need to be a quality start. Michaelis has been great. He's worth the money. 
Seamart is Seamart. It's just they need the other three guys to step up in the starting rotation. And when that happens, if it happens, then we'll start to see the bullpen get back to normal. But right now, every game the bullpen's going out there for three and a third inning, three and two-thirds innings, three innings. That doesn't do them any good. It's hard to get footing there. You know, eventually you have to go to Matt Bowman and everyone's going to blow you up for it, but you got to go to him. Uh... Who's going to get hurt first, Waka or Wayno? If I'm hedging, I'll say Waka because I think Waka's more likely to get DL'd where Wayno would just get hurt and play. If I didn't draft Weaver for my fantasy team, I'm sure he'd be doing good. It's all your fault. Uh, what team uh, we're talking about? We're talking about the Cardinals. Bring your Cardinals questions. You can talk about whatever you want. What's the word on Old Man Rivers returning from the DL? Uh, what did they say? They said early next week, I think. Uh, more likely, Kisner Kelly get traded or position change. I think it's more than likely that Andrew Kisner goes through a position change than either of them get traded. Uh, best booger day? Um, any day you can stick a finger up your nose is a, the best booger day. Did I miss something? Did I miss something with that booger day? And I'll tell you what, I start talking about boogers, and in the corner here, these I didn't even know that these hearts existed. Uh, but yeah, people love boogers. What's your favorite brand of pen? Uh, what can I say? I like a good Bic. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I got pens. So, you know, I'll say this. You get these Bic, these fellas right here. The, the, you know, and, uh, they're solid stuff. But if you're gonna go for a pen, you go with the, uh, the Pilot G2 Gels. I love these pens. I love them. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Finger Up the Nose episode. That might be good. You know, we are at the point now where we have to start deciding what the Finger Up the Nose episode is. And... My clock disappeared. I don't have any idea how long I've been on this. I don't have any idea how long. Uh, somebody said, hi, Kyle. Hello. Apparently, the ABV wasn't quite high enough. So, Ben, you're right. The ABV wasn't high enough. I'm drinking bourbon and beer, and it's not doing it tonight. I'm all fired up. I don't know what's going on. Uh, G2Ss are the best. Yeah, you know, so the thing about these pens, right, is that they're relatively affordable for the quality. Uh, I've been on for about 85 minutes. Holy cow. Uh, Johnny G saying, still waiting for the Southern Comfort episode. I don't know if I have it in me. Uh, DeGarg says, love me some After Dark. Thank you, DeGarg. We appreciate it. Uh, Napa really says, these pens, the pilots, are the most, uh, uh, reliable thing ever. Yeah, sure. I, I agree. I love them. Uh, Shayer says, you're awesome. I'm actually kind of an asshole and pretty much a mess of a human being. Uh, but I appreciate it. Hat tip. By the way, again, for those of you who are new to our little program, this is what the top of my head looks like. Uh, once you stop vomiting in your trough, uh, come on back and ask me questions. Uh, it bad. It bad. I used to have hair. I used to have a lot of hair. And then I had a little hair, and now I have no hair. And that's how America works. Uh, <laughs> uh, Stu Styles puts up the sick face. Who's the curl? Oh! Who is the Cardinals' current G2? So what is the best pen was a question, and I said the G2. So who is uh, – the avocado has fuzz. You're right. It's time to shave this thing back off. Um, who would be the Cardinals' version of the best pen? Uh, Carlos Martinez. Who's the most reliable? Who's the guy you can go to every day? It's either Tommy F – so the thing about the G2 is now – hold on a second. I'm going to take that – I'm going to take that C-Mart thing back. The thing about the G2 is, right, they write smooth – they silky, bro. They silky. The G2 silky, bro. Uh, but, so Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham is the G2 of baseball. Uh, you're our, you're upside down avocado head asshole. <laughs> That's right. I am an upside down uh, avocado headed asshole. You're right. To you, Midmo Cards. 
Mm. Napa really answers that question with uh, Weaver. Somebody says Molina. Uh, uh, since you since you are what you eat, do you love avocados? I do love a good avocado. Uh, I like eating it from the top side down. Uh, take pictures of woman. Go turlet. Uh, Jeagleton24 says, or J Eagleton24 says, Molina is the best. Molina, it gets, it seems like it gets better and better every day. He was in a bit of a slump this weekend. Keep an eye on that. The Cardinals didn't bust out last year until Yadier Molina started hitting. Uh, and then this year, it seems like when he's hitting, they're winning. Might be something to that. Who's the Cardinals version of Four Loco? Total wild card, easy answer. Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader is four loco uh, in a human being form. He's wild. He's wiry. He's meant for a frat party. He dives around like a dickhead. You wake up the next morning and you just feel sore. Uh, do you listen to TMA on the job site during the mornings or do you listen to PLTD? I listen to TMA. Uh, I, I only get about a half an hour to listen to TMA, TMA the morning after. I listen to it from probably... 7.15 to 8.45, or 7.15 to 7.45, close to 8 if I can milk it. Uh, and uh, that's about it. And then I come home and I podcast it. I'll listen to it on the way home sometimes. Somebody said to listen to NPR. I used to listen to NPR quite a bit. Uh, I don't listen to it so much anymore. I, uh, I, just, I just want news. I just want news. That's all I've got. Uh, Craig Coleman says work. Yeah, own it. Own it. Own it. Own it. Sorry, I'll break out in Drake lyrics randomly. I'll break out in random lyrics randomly. Uh, give me a song and I'll sing it. Give me words and I'll say it. I'm the Ron Burgundy of assholes. Uh, Matheny makes me want to black out on Four Loco. Yeah, Sea uh, Grace 10. I'll be honest, uh, uh, I'd like to black out on a Four Loco right now too. Uh, Todd Thiessen asked, best place for Jordan Hicks? I would like him down starting. For me personally... I would like him starting in the minor leagues, maybe at Memphis, maybe at Springfield. Best thing for him is probably to be starting at Memphis or Springfield so we can work on command and developing that changeup. Uh, but for his pocketbook and for his family, I want him at the major league level. I'm conflicted. Also, I like to, I like to make little caveats to dumb things I say. I am biased now when it comes to Jordan Hicks. My evaluation of him will be biased because I love him and I love his family and I can't look at it objectively anymore. It's important that when I evaluate him that you know that I am biased. Uh, Ryan Helsley, I'm a little biased towards. Uh, a Rosarena, I'm a little biased and Andrew Kisner. All, those are my, those are my four biased guys. If you hear me talking about them and I'm raving and ranting, it's probably a little skewed towards the heavy favorite side as opposed to the negative side. Keep that in mind when you're listening and reading and hearing me. Uh, because it's important to keep that in mind. Everyone else, I still feel like I'm being objective about. With those people, I am being subjective about, and uh, it's only fair to the reader that I present it as such. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that, that's, that's that. Uh, multipass. Craig Coleman, I don't, know, I don't know if you're watching the same thing that I'm presenting. Uh, I don't know what a multipass, a multipass is. I'm going to look it up. Is it something that's going to shut my computer down? M-O-O-L-T-I-P-A-S-S-E. -S -S -E. I don't know what multipass is. Uh, uh, let's see. By the way, Graham, I'm not going to talk about Juan Herrera. Get over yourself. No, oh, this is bad. I want out. I want out. Uh, somebody says, go Indians. Yeah, go Indians. I like the Indians. I like the Indians. I don't like the Indians as much as I like the uh, Chicago White Sox. 
but I definitely like the Indians. Uh, I like a lot of the American League Central teams. I'm a Central honk. I like uh, I, I like a lot of the American League West teams too. Do you think uh, Ponce could help the Cardinals pen today? Worth it to get Helsley in Memphis? Yes. So that's another thing. We talked about it about an hour and a half earlier because I've been on this thing for 100 hours now. Uh, but I do think Daniel Ponce de Leon could help the Major League roster. It's just that the problem with Daniel Ponce de Leon now is that how do you get him on the 40-man? Uh, Evan Mendoza update. Oh, our boy Evan. Again, go to Birds on the Black. Check out my interview with Evan. The baseline is simple with Evan Mendoza. Evan is hitting. He hits for a lot of singles. Uh, doesn't hit for a lot of power yet. Again, he's in a, a pitcher-friendly environment in the Florida State League. Uh, but he's not striking out. He's not walking quite enough yet. Uh, but he's a solid player who you want to keep an eye on. What I'll say is for someone who is in his first turn at the major in the minor leagues, to watch him do well enough to hold his own at Palm Beach is impressive. And I'll be honest, I think he can handle Springfield. Uh, let's see. Uh, Deuce Brewski says, when Reyes is ready, do you bypass Gomber and Jack? I think you wait and see what Reyes looks like before uh, you you answer that question internally. I think you take a step back and you say, is he hitting his spots? Is he commanding all four of his pitches? And if the answer is yes, then yeah, you jump Flaherty. You jump Gomber. Uh, but keep in mind, he is a pitcher that struggled with control before Tommy John, and Tommy John is more than likely going to take some control away from him. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Yes, I would. Uh, but ultimately, I would like a rotation that has Michaelis, Seamart, Weaver, Reyes, and Flaherty. And I think you'd be fine with Gomber as the backup. Uh, Fly the L, our boy Fly the L says, MFK, Tyler O'Neill, Rocky Balboa, and RoboCop. This is a great question uh, to uh, Jeff Niehaus for this. Kyle honestly want to know why he was released. Do we have any current or pending logjam in AAA? Do we have any current or pending logjams in AAA? Uh, yes. Absolutely. The Cardinals have an outfield log jam, they have an infield log jam, jam, and they have a starting pitching log jam in AAA that is preventing guys in AA from making the leap where they should be. Uh, also at, uh, at, uh, uh, at the catcher position. FMK, Tyler O'Neill, Rocky Balboa, or RoboCop. Now, my concern with RoboCop is there's a lot of metal, not a lot of person. I'm a romantic. I like physical contact. Uh, I don't know if the penetration is there with RoboCop. So I would say uh, I would marry Rocky Balboa because he just scream your name like randomly. And I think that that's cool. Uh, and also, and then I would, I would have to fuck Tyler O'Neill. Uh, drunk Mode is a party safety and friend locator app that stops people from drunk dialing. Yeah, how do you, uh, hold on, how do you, how do you block that guy? Can I block that guy? Uh, holy crap, you're still going. Yeah, Ryan, this is bad. Uh, FMK, Sotoguchi, Ryan, oh, Ray King and Sidney Ponson. Sotoguchi is the ultimate wife, right? And then Ray King, you bang, so Sidney Ponson to the, to the, uh, to the, uh, the, the thing there. Uh, I'm a romantic. I like physical contact. That's a Borat line. If you read it, I like physical contact, yeah. I'm romantic. Uh, I also have sexy modes. Uh, Racco El Bajai. Baja. Baja, right? Am I wrong about that? Says, I've been on this live stream before. Well, welcome. But don't plug your app because no one's going to use that. I like drunk dialing. Drunk dialing is part of the fun about getting drunk. Uh, oh, you're fine. Just stick on here and ask us questions. Other than your app, what do you want to talk about? And you know what? We gave you a plug anyway, so good for you. 
Uh, let's talk about some stuff. Uh, Craig is definitely drunk. Yeah, I, I would hope so. I hope you're all drunk. Everyone should be drinking. Uh, Baya, what are you drinking? Rocco Baya. Uh, Ryan Schultz says, hey, buddy. Mm. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I have this much of the Bell's Cherry Porter, and I have this much of the uh, uh, Rebel Yell, and we're just going to do some of that. That's where we're at right now. Uh, put that over there. What else? Okay, so we're in lightning round mode. We're in lightning round mode. This is how much we have left. I've been going for an hour and like 36 minutes. Uh, FMK, Hicks, Helsley, and Gomber. I marry all of them and we live a polygamous life in Utah. Uh, good lord, LOL. Juan Herrera and Sam Tavis. Yes, you know how to type, Graham. Congratulations. Uh, maybe they'll test you on that when you graduate grade school. Uh, oh my god, I cannot believe you just combined those drinks. Mm. It's really good. Uh, 95% sure Jose Martinez bangs my ex, no joke. No kidding, Stu Styles. Uh, Stu, we're going to need you to send pictures of your ex to me via direct message, and I'll do some investigating work. Actually, I'll probably just... Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't... You know what I mean? Uh, the last five minutes are about to be the best. That's right, good life, Sean. Uh, this is where shit gets super weird. Uh, I swear, laugh my ass off. Uh, show a noose only. Oh, oh, show my anus? Show my anus. I'll show my anus. Uh, that's how we'll end this thing. I'll say, uh, you're, if you're watching this, you're part of the resistance, and I'll drink a beer with my anus. I stayed here for two hours for this. You did, Graham. Uh, now that you're not talking about shit that no one cares about, and, uh, you know, you're not you... I uh, will gladly talk to you. Bring it on up. Uh, Jose bangs this. <laughs> this is the, the <laughs> this is the Jose bangs my ex episode. Uh, what the fuck is happening? Brian Love says. By the way, I want to give Brian Love a shout out. I asked Brian Love some questions about the Pittsburgh area for my cousin, and Brian hooked him up. Thank you, Brian. Uh, are you rooting for the Sharks or Vegas? I'm rooting for the Sharks only because I picked them in my bracket, and if the bracket wins. I get 150 bucks. The only game, the only set that I got wrong in the uh, in the round one is I picked uh, whoever over Boston, and that backfired. Uh, let's see, is Hater going to get stuck in closer role because he's so good at it? Probably, more than likely. It's a shame, right? And that goes to show you the uh, uh, the shitty situation that the Brewers pitching is in because Josh Hader should be in their starting rotation. But yet there he is, wasting away in the bullpen. And there is a lesson to learn there with Helsley and Gomber and Flaherty and Hicks. Don't let him waste away in the bullpen. The true value is his starting, starting pitching. Uh, Ryan Schill says your app doesn't work. Uh, your app does work. Kyle, my photoshopping career just got revived with your one bad mistake. Bring it on, Holy Schilt. I love it. Did I miss it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did I put a pen in my mouth? A lot of times I'll put a pen in my mouth and it's like a dick. Uh, you Henri. Fuck yeah, I'm Henri. That's what we do here. We talk shit and we get Henri and we have a great communication set with some goofy people. Uh, look, I don't take myself too seriously. You shouldn't either. We've got enough people in this world to take themselves too seriously about stupid things. Uh, just have fun. Life's too short. Uh, let's see. Excited for everyone. You know, you know. Uh, what's all good, but only five can be in the, that's all good, but only five can be in the rotation. Yeah, but you know what? Who, what has more value at the minor league level in trade? A starting, 
someone in a starting rotation or somebody in a bullpen. I know that it's not easy to trade minor league guys in the bullpen. Those guys build value. You just have to have a general manager with the cojones to make the move. Uh, where can I get some merch? That's a great question. The lovely and talented Cardinals Gifts is working on our merchandising as we speak. Uh, somebody asked a Jennifer Lawrence question. Bring that thing back. Yes, I've seen the pictures. Uh, haters should get a shot at being one of the best starters in the game right now. I agree. Uh, somebody says, you rock, dude. I appreciate that. Uh, there's a conversation going on between uh, Raku, uh, Rakul Baya and Ryan Shul that seems super intense. I think Ryan Shul just bought Baya's stock. Uh, would you like to meet Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> I would. I live at 5079 Waterman, apartment 309, St. Louis, Missouri, 63108. Bring her on over and uh, tell her I love her. Uh, were you guys making bobble? Are you guys making bobbleheads of all the BOB riders? That'd be great styles. Uh, will Mo trade any minor arms this deadline? No. Uh, love you, Gifts and Kyle Reinschul. We love you more. Uh, this guy can predict the future. That is a true thing. I, uh, I predict the future. Why can I predict the future? Because I'm from the future. Uh, I come and I'm just searching for a woman named Sarah Connor to impregnate and then die saving her and my unborn child. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cards Gift says we have no money, Stu. That's why there's gonna, there aren't going to be bobbleheads. If you want a bobblehead of me, all you have to do is watch this program every time it's on. Again, it'll probably be switching to Sunday or Thursdays after tonight uh, while the Cardinals play on Monday nights and then on Monday nights when the Cardinals aren't on. Uh, but uh, that's, uh, that's it. So again, to, to everyone, uh, I've been on here long enough. I talk more than I could ever, ever want to talk. Uh, God, I'm such an asshole. But to all of you, as we finish off our combination of Rebel Yell, uh, is everyone's head shaped like avocados in the future? No, Tom McCoy, they are not. Although the next segment we're going to do, other than FMK, is uh, scenes from the future. And I'll tell you what it looks like in the future. You ask me questions. I like that a lot. Uh, but again, so here's where we're at. I'm finishing up the Bells uh, Cherry Stout uh, that I mixed with the Rebel Yell. Uh, to everyone who does this every week, to you guys, uh, it's a damn pleasure. Thank you so much for doing it. All right. First and foremost, if you watch this, you are part of the resistance. Uh, keep appealed to Birds on the Black. The shorts from Alex. The incredible uh, About Last Night's by Tara Wellman. Zach is working on some monster stuff. SEO Cup of Joe has got an interview lined up and his traditional great amazing stuff. Uh, I don't have enough time to write, so I'm just going to freeload and hope that no one notices. Uh, Cards Gifts and Nick doing their thing. Cards Cards... I don't even know if he's a human being. I don't know if he's real. I, I'm almost convinced now that he was a computer program. Uh, we've got nothing but great things planned for you. And uh, I'm going to re-rank my top 30, the Dirty 30. Hopefully by the end of the week, we'll have a new Dirty 30 for you with a little quick write-up on what each player is doing. Uh, so for everybody from Birds on the Black, uh, everybody in the Reese household, uh, from my dad to my brothers to my mother, uh, I love each and every one of you. I enjoy doing this every Monday night. You guys are better than I could ever imagine being. Uh, how about we have a seven-game win streak here, or a six-game win streak, blow through the White Sox, get some wins. Uh, uh, somebody asked, am I related to Ron, John, and Julie? I am not, uh, but that's all I've got. Uh, love each and every one of you. This was fantastic. You're great. We'll see you again very soon.